Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, the podcast for parents of young children. And we want to share your stories and all those crazy, contradictory feelings that come with being a parent. We believe in you. You got this, even on the craziest of days. And you are most definitely not alone. Hey, listeners. The host of this podcast wants you to celebrate the messiness of life with kids. That means we don't need an expert to explain our kids to us. We just need to sit back so we can truly see, hear, and love our kids. My family has been lucky enough to attend B'nai Torah, where Karen's enthusiasm and joy for all aspects of parenting has been a breath of fresh air and always gives us hope that we can do it. Karen Deerwester believes that when we see, hear, and love the messy moments of life with kids, we're able to give our children everything they need. Karen has been a teacher, author, and a leader in early childhood education for decades. And there is nothing, nothing that doesn't make sense if we take time to connect with each child exactly where they are and right where we are with all of our messiness too. Here's today's podcast. Today's podcast is Working Moms, and this podcast is so long overdue. We haven't done a Working Mom podcast since episodes 13 and 19. I'm here at the square table today with Lauren Borak, Lauren Chorlog, and Carol Abercrombie. There's always tons to talk about, from juggling needs and responsibilities to all those expectations on yourself or that you think the world has on you. And then there's all those misconceptions, all of those things that, um, that we under- misunderstand working moms with. So how do you do it? How do you make the commitment to your family, to work, to yourselves? What causes you stress? And what helps you from feeling overwhelmed? Lauren B., I'm going to put you on the spot first because you were the first to say, come on, I've got to have a podcast on working moms. Get us started and tell us about your work schedule and how you keep it going. So I'm actually very fortunate because I work for the city of Boca Raton. I'm a civil engineer. I manage all the capital improvements, construction projects for the city, for the water utility. And I, I start early and I finish early. And so my husband is starts late and finishes late. So we have kind of a tag team approach to our day. So our kids get me in the morning, him me for a little while in the morning, mostly him, and then they get me in the afternoon. So we're really fortunate. But we made this decision. I was in the private sector for years, and I knew I wanted a family. We knew we both had demanding careers, and I saw an opportunity to go to local government where I had a flexible schedule. And one of the things that helps us keep it together is being organized and being structured and always having a to-do list and always crossing things off of it. So I really, I don't let things slip my mind. When I think of something that has to get done, it gets written down. When I think about somewhere that I have to be, I may, I know my time windows. So I really have a pretty regimented schedule. And I think for some people that's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's already overwhelming for me. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I right. feel like I was always juggling balls. But for me, it's the boundaries. I like knowing what my boundaries are. I like knowing what where I stand in the world. And that's part of the reasons why. I decided to go back to work was it was a way a sense as an individual to help me feel like I know where I stand I know where I need to be every day at 7 7 30 a.m I know where I am and it, that's just my personality so when I was deciding to go back to work with my first it was one thing that I said this is going to help me feel like I know where I belong again so it's okay. just that they work together I, I, and I know you are going to be like the person who's like the expert at this <laughs> table um, but how how old 
uh, with my when I went back to work. Yes. So my son is four. He just turned four. My daughter's uh, almost a year and a half. And with both of them, I think I stayed home a little longer with Cooper. I think I went home. I mean, I went back to work. I'm almost like home. I went back to work at maybe just under four months. And with Allison, I went right back at like 12 weeks because I had to. I was going crazy. It just, it was, it was, I'm not a color outside the lines person. It was, there was too much. It was Cooper's schedule and her and we were very fortunate. We have domestic help at home. And it it was like, I almost felt like I wasn't needed. Like everything was good. Like my work needed me. So it was, it was, they were young. I love it. I love the idea that the world needs you, that the work, that the work needed you. And that's not the first time this has been said. I mean, Stacey Blast said it when she was on the podcast was, I just had to go back. I just know that my house was going to work fine without me. Um, can I ask a few questions? Please. So what is early for, like, leaving work early for you? What's I early? leave about 4, 4, 4.30. And I lately, I've been coming home. Our new routine is that our, our the woman that takes care of our kids, our nanny Karen, she has them bathed. So I walk in the door and they're in pajamas, which has been amazing because we <laughs> get to eat, we get to play. Like, it's just one less thing that I have to fight my son over. And that was, with my son, it was no problem with the two it was a challenge because they're both fighting for your attention. So it was one less thing for them to fight over. And so from the master organizer, because you've got that engineering yep. brain, it was like, I have a problem, I need a solution. Yep. And you know how to get the help that you need for that situation. Okay, so Lauren C., you have the youngest child at the table. I do. So my son Connor is eight months now. So I was lucky enough to be able to be with him at home for the first six months. So I'm a recent working mom learning how to balance everything and as we get our groove as a family but it's been really fantastic because my husband is the early bird who leaves um, at the crack of dawn so I get Connor ready in the mornings um, and then he usually gets to um, pick him up from daycare um, in the afternoon maybe three or four o'clock um, and he gets to have that dad time with him. And then we have the evenings, all of us as a family. And then obviously weekends. Okay, I want to come back to the dad balance equation. Because mm-hmm. certainly dads are way more hands-on or part sharing that responsibility in a different mindset way, I think. But I want to ask, Lauren, for you, how it felt when you were when you were making that going back to work first child, first time. Was that easy? Did you know that that you were ready to go back, that the world, work and world needed you? So I'm lucky enough to work um, at FAU, and I actually have a great job because it's very fulfilling. I work with students, helping them dream about their goals and help them get ready and get on the path to be successful. So it's really enjoyable, my job. So you know, I have a team of people that I work with, so um, we're building something. So it was really exciting to go back and continue helping because I'm also the problem solution. Um, And with children, it's not so easy as problem solution. Exactly. It's messy, messy. So going back to work work and being able to solve people's problems was very fulfilling to me. So while going back at six months while he's starting to crawl was really hard, um, it was also very fulfilling. So finding the balance is also a great experience. I love it. So you, you're not looking back over your shoulder at all. This has been like a successful transition for you. Well, no one will ever take care of your kids the way you would take care of your kids, but, but things are so positive. 
Okay, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Okay, Carol, um, you ha- you did mention the guilt word before we put on the mic. Um, oh, that's because Lauren had mentioned like she felt the guilty and mm-hmm. spending time away from home. Um, but yeah, no, I think so. My career, I work for one of the big four accounting firms, um, so I'm like more on the consulting side. So it's very demanding. Uh, prior to having a child, the expectation of and even before, I mean, even right now, the expectation is that we travel weekly, um, Monday through Thursday. And then so you would spend three nights away, four days at the client, and the fifth day you're at home. That's impossible. Like, I cannot do that. And I, and I think that was kind of understood um, from when I was returning. But that doesn't mean that the pressure, they, they kind of backed away the pressure a bit. But now it's time to come back now that he's getting a bit older Um so it's a great company, amazing benefits. I was also out for six months. It was a fully paid leave with benefits, vacation, I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, going back, I think it was it was good to detach myself a bit, you know, from the whole, like, I'm with this kid the whole time. I mean, it was amazing, but it was also good to, I remember dropping him off the first day at daycare, and I wasn't sad. I was actually happy. I was like, yes, like, what can I do well, right thank now? Thank you all for saying that it felt I, good. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. So not. I it's cried so not. maybe a couple days after when you start getting sick. And I'm like, oh, man, now it's sad, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the first day, I was like, wow. Like, That's so wonderful. It was, it's wonderful mm-hmm. to know that you have options, whether they're in-home options or mm-hmm. outside-the-home options, that you have these loving caregivers that you know can make you feel confident leaving your children, even if they're not perfect or or mom, right. um, they they still are going to be there to love your child. Well, and I think being a working mom is a good role model for your kids as well. I think one of the yeah, I think one of the hardest parts about being becoming a parent is identif- becoming, you know, comfortable with your new identity. You become a mother, you change everything about your body changes, your priorities change, your your emotions change, and I think one of the things, at least for me and my personality, is help me retain my identity is continuing my career. I mean, we've all worked to get to a certain point. So it, for, for me, it was an easy way to say, okay, everything in my life has changed. Everything in my marriage has changed. Everything at home has changed. But this is one thing that is my constant. And I'm going to do it a little bit differently. And I may feel a little bit differently when I make decisions or I commit to things. But at the end of the day, this is still one constant that has helped me get through, you know, evolving into a, now into my older, you know, into my 30s as a mother. So did you have to change your identity in your work life as well where you I mean obviously I mean, Carol you had to say you know like I'm not maybe I'm not gonna be the there every time they ask me to do anything and everything so is there is that hard yeah no it was it it's hard daily I mean it's almost like I have to do like a self-preservation thing if I put myself too much out there then it's they're gonna take it and, and ask for more and I'm like eh. so I have to do enough that enables me to keep a good balance um, but yeah, I, I think I, and I could tell from my first year of performance after going back, it wasn't as great. You know, they're like, right. well, you were a top performer before you're not there. Well, and I have to say recently going back, I'm, you know, two, three months in at the beginning, I wanted to almost prove that I was still me. And now I'm sitting back a little bit and, um, analyzing, okay, what needs to get done? What is the priorities? And I can breathe a little bit more, but 
immediately going back, I dove right in and was and needed to backpedal a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think the hardest thing is you don't want you don't want their, that glass ceiling to be there and people think, oh well, she's a mom now. She can't. We don't want to give her another file. We don't want to give her another client because she's a mom. She may have a, to leave early because her kid is sick, or she may have a play. So you overcompensate, and that's just how we are as women. Exactly. So and then it, it does it, it balances out, and it and again you re you know come into your new identity of as who you are, and it, it does carry into your professional life and. And I, I think for I'm, I'm in a male-dominated field. I'm mm-hmm. sure you can relate to that. And it's hard sometimes. Like, I, when I was pumping, I nursed my daughter, both my kids, for the first year. And I had to pump at work. And I had to, like, schedule all my meetings around mm-hmm. my pump times. And I'd be sitting there, and they're like, people are fighting. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm like, I have to go pump. So I started getting really good at, like, you know, scheduling, all right, I know I need 20 minutes. I know who the personalities in this meeting are. I need to make sure. And then there were some times where I just said no. I'm like, I'm not I'm not going off site. Or I, I, with my daughter, I pumped in my car. I never did that with my son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you just you just figure it out. And people people adjust until your boss walks in on you and you're pumping. <laughs> and you're like, all right. And at, from that point on, he never once asked me another question <laughs> when I was trying to change a meeting time. But I love the strength and the confidence that you have, Lauren B., Four years later. Um, Carol, it's like you sound like you're just sort of like in that transition. Fighting, yeah, yeah, trying to get um, to the point. And, you know, it's, it's also, so I have two questions. One is, when you first introduced yourself, Lauren, you had said, we made a decision to switch from private to, yeah, in order deal. to make sure that I would have the kind of flexibility that would work for our family. So there's that, did you, did that, and so that, on top of the next question, which is, is it fair? I mean, do you ever, like, say, well, it's just not fair that women have to make these considerations? And then what about dads? Like, you know, did dads have to juggle their meeting? Um, Did dads, you know, it's like, so is there a working mom issue that's different from a working parent issue, at least at this moment? I think it's changing, but I... I think it's changing as more dads have flexibility in their careers. I mean, my husband still works for a big law firm, and he still has part of a very old-school mentality. And I think sometimes, I mean, no digs to him that it's just him. Like, he uses <laughs> it as an excuse. But um, that is, you know, it's always... I don't want to say his job is more important than mine, but because my job is closer to home, my job is more flexibility. And that was all part of our decision. When I made this transition to the public sector, I didn't even take an engineering job, but I knew it was hard to get into a good government. And I, I took a non-engineering position and worked my way by the time, right when, and when I had my son, I didn't have an engineering position. When I came back, I got a promote, like it just all worked out, but it was, it was a big decision. I was in the private sector for five years. I was thriving. I loved it. But it just it we had to realize where the quality of life was for both of us because we both couldn't be working sixty that hours a week and, and having the yeah. life that we went, we envisioned. Right, and it's not to say that dads don't um, make put ha- have the career that comes second right. or in that. However, you balance that pie right. uh, as if you. Could. I, I feel that there's always one of one of will have to take a back seat a bit. Yep. I think it's. Near, I don't know, maybe I'll be proven wrong. I think it's nearly impossible to it have is. both going at the same you time. You can't. You can't and you can't because then you know what something's gonna give. Mm-hmm. No, and you have to be that partnership. So you have to kind of balance each other out. And like for example, us, we moved so it would be closer to my work. So he could continue with his same hours and schedule, but I was close so that if the baby needed something immediately, it could be taken care of. So you know, okay. we, we put that into consideration as well. I love 
all the analysis that's gone into and all the conversation and communication within your marriages in order to make this work. So does it make you stronger? Does it, does it, did it change communication in your families that you've, that you have to like, you have to talk about where we are, where we're going, where we are, where we're going on a regular basis? Well, I think um, one of the first family times I mentioned going back to work um, made me from being the primary caregiver to me and my husband being a little bit more balanced. And now we're officially a team and he gets to make decisions about our child's future too. And we get to talk about them and be equal because uh, we're both really taking on equal pieces of it. So it definitely, we have those conversations all the time now, but I think it's improved our communication and given a new aspect to our marriage too. Have you experienced a sick day that baby's sick? We have. So how did you guys manage that? Well, it's really been a good team effort. And it's been who's closest and who's a little bit more flexible because... If he, he's a consultant, so if he can, you know, get off of work a little bit early or end something or take a conference call, um, he'll do that. Or so it's I'm, not assumed that one person is always the go-to person. Correct. Which, and that's been nice. Super. And then because you have a we have kind we, of... We have at home, we have a woman that stays with us at home, so, but she gets sick. So mm. it's not foolproof. It's There's no situation that's right, perfect because right, right. if the kids get sick, yes, she will stay home with them. So I get spared those first few days. But more than not, she will end up getting sick. And then I'm, um, to be quite honest, in, our, in the dynamic of our house, I end up, I'm the doctor's appointments. I'm the leaving early. I'm the, if Karen has the day off, that's on me. We have family nearby. So we do, I'll ask my mother-in-law, I'll ask my mom, but... It does follow me, and I'm okay with that because part of the deal when we talked about me going back to work was that I didn't want, I wanted that opportunity. I, I, and I'm lucky that my job allows that, but it's definitely the, you know, the communication in my marriage. We, I think because we have the um, exposure to other adults, different offices, different people throughout the day, we have conversations about that. So we almost, it's almost like having a friend in just a, a, in a working environment versus a, you need to do this, I need to do that, because we, and hey, can you believe this happened at work today or you're not going to believe what's going on here. So we try and we have almost conversation about our jobs and it's nice. And we can go to each other for advice and, and have similar situations to, to compare to. So it's almost like having a friend in that respect. Okay, so the next place I want to go and not that I want to fuel the working mom, stay-at-home mom dynamic, but when I think about you in a baby class, Lauren C., going back to work, or I know that you're in a Sunday class, and, and I know that... They've like, had six months home, yeah. yeah. That the, the kid's scheduling gets complicated because you want them in more and more activities as they get older. Do you feel like, is there a division still out there between working moms and stay-at-home moms? I, I don't know. I think I was lucky that I got connected to a great group and we have a good mix. Perfect. Um, so we've tried to, we do we do have a book club that meets at a night a month. So we do have things that I can join by myself. Um, with the kids, now it's been more birthday parties, maybe a play date or here and there. But I think I was fortunate to get connected to a group that has a good mix of both. Perfect. 
and so we, we make it work. And it is the new reality. I mean, in baby classes now, I mean, everyone's going, I mean, everyone's juggling work in one way or another, it seems. So mm-hmm. it's not, um, so did you ever, when you were in cl- baby class, because I always feel really anxious about that, is does everyone feel welcome? Is everybody feeling ner- supportive of one another's decisions? I mean, I think technology helps. I get to text all of the moms, whether they're working or at home with the babies, all throughout the day. So we get to keep in constant communication. The only drawback is I'm limited to the play dates on the weekend. Um, but, you know, that's you know that's the balance of it. Right. But if you see a picture of them at the beach hanging out, you're like, oh, man, I'm missing out. I could have been at the beach. With, <laughs> do, you, with, do you feel that sometimes? I do, yeah. 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 And when I see cool things, you know, some cool things that they're doing, I wish I could be at the beach too. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think there's so much of a divide because I think you end up aligning with the women that are more similar to you, and that ends up. So I don't know. I, even at this school, you know, our kids are at Benet Torah, where it, the schedule really doesn't. It, it it's prohibitive if you have a career where you can't have some backup care. I mean, right. you you need help if you want your kids to go here because there there are a lot of days off and. Sometimes I feel as if, oh, I would love to do a play date on that, but I make up for it somewhere else. So I don't know that I feel the divide. Um, I, I really think just the way we are in constant communication, you're not separated. It's not, and I think it just depends on what your priorities are. Do you want to be at the beach and, or do you not? I mean, for me personally, like, I see the beach and I'm like, oh, sand, vacuuming. Like, like, <laughs> I don't want to go. Like, I'm glad we're not there, you know? So I think it just depends on what interests you and what you want to do. But what I love that all of you are so confident in the choices you're making and who you are, and just as you don't try to be your old self at work or some fake person in your homes, is the is that whole myth of trying to do it all, um, have it all? Is that is that just something from another generation that you guys are like, no, no, we've got this. I don't think I have it all. No, no you don't. You don't try. Something I mean, has to give. Something has yeah. to give. So it no and 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 it's the same thing whether you're home. That's right. That's being a mother. Something has to give. You're never going to have it all. And if anyone that says whether they stay home or they work, it, they're good. I God bless them. Let them have, have that because it's just life. And life Kids is no life. not perfect at no. all. So there is no having it all. Whether you decided you didn't want children and you were this big career person, your life's not perfect. You don't, you know. So there really is no perfect picture out there. And I hate that word, so I'm using it a lot right now. So your journeys have really made it really clear that you get to self-define who you want to be, how you're going to do this, how your families juggle, and and there is no. Um, illusion that that you have to be something you're not. No, you're going to miss the beach days, but you're also, I mean, for me, I may miss the beach days, but when I have a really cool construction job, I get to bring my son, and he gets, no kid gets that close <laughs> to construction equipment. I mean, safely, of course, but no one, he doesn't, I bring home pictures, I'm like, you're not going to believe the crane we had on site today, and I take a video, and I send him a video of mommy everywhere. So he gets, you know, he gets fulfilled in other ways. I think, you know, they... I, I don't think my kids are are at a loss. I really don't. I, I don't think they know any better. And I always tell myself, if I ever ever feel like I want to be a part of that, it's a short term. And, and, if, and for my son, in basically less than two years, he's going to be in elementary school. He's going to have a whole other set of things going on. And, mm. and it, you know, life is just a constant evolution. So, yeah, I may feel sometimes insecure or left out or like I want to, you know, I don't want to have to wake up and throw clothes on and go to work. I want to be able to take my coffee and drive to school but at the same time it's it's just a short-term frustration 
and I try and f- find the fulfillment that I, you know, somewhere else. Okay, so. so you've got a book club. You get to work out. How do you juggle taking care of yourself while you're juggling everyone else's needs and when, responsibilities? When they're sleeping. <laughs> so you are fine. I mean, and, and we talked yeah. about this before the mic is on. I mean, you're fine with that 5.30 in the I morning I mean, workout. I would love it to be 8.30. I'd love it to be 9. I really would. But at the same time, on the days that it is, I, like if I have a day off, I feel guilty. I feel guilty not being on the grind. It's just like... That's where I have my security. Yeah. Exactly. Birthday, was that That was my first me time. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you do feel guilty. It's either you're at, you're at work, which is an obligation, even if it is rewarding, and then you want to spend all of the rest of your time with your child. So anytime that I feel like I'm taking away from that. Well, go ahead. You told us def- before. Yeah, it's definitely. Tell us about shopping. T- tell us about what your day today. Well, so I had... You know, I had an unorthodox work day where I was able to have a little bit of free time and I literally went to go buy some work pants and just the entire activity of, I should just order this online. I shouldn't be here in a store. I should go pick up the baby early and should, should, should just kept going in my head that I didn't even enjoy my shopping. And that used to be a fun activity when I, before. That will change. That, that's what, <laughs> what time I think you'll start finding. I used to feel guilty like, on the weekends leaving my kids because that was that's the designated family time right and I would never never ever have left my kids on the weekends unless they were asleep period and that's now, exactly where I'm at my, my husband and I went to a Dolphins game on Sunday and I really went to him and I said I said I, I don't want we went away the week before I so said I don't want to leave them again you know we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with them and I said but if you want to go I have to be there for him as a partner so if you want to go to the Dolphins game I will go with you so it really wasn't about me leaving them at that point it was about me supporting my husband and doing something he wanted to do even though I really wanted to stay home and be with them and then you just know that next weekend you're going to make sure that you get to do the thing you want oh, to do. Oh, absolutely. Next, and then next weekend, I like we have plans Saturday night, but I'm not leaving until they go to bed. I'm not going to, you know, you have to balance. Yeah. And, like, I always think, like, at the end of the month, it all kind of evens out. The same thing with diet and calories. Like, you have three good days, but you have ten, <laughs> you know, ten bad days. you got to kind of work and balance at the end of the month. And that life, in general, is about balance. Like, you don't want to be on one extreme or the other. So that's what I work on. I agree with the when you sleep. I think the challenge I have with that, I think there's an expectation that, hey, you logged off at 5, 5.30 to go pick up your son. Are you going to connect later and check back your emails? And, that, and so the chance I'll do that is like when there, he's sleeping, but I got to make food for the next day. I got to wash balls, go do this. I got book club. So at some point I decided, no, if I log off at 5.30, that's kind of going to be it for today. Unless there's like something really pressing, then I'll... I'll take care of it but That's I really good. had to and kind of go against their expectations a bit and just help set the new standard right what this should be but has it affected your progression I think it has I think really? it has yeah well we're glad you're at the table with us today <laughs> because it would almost sound too perfect mm-hmm. to have both of right. you in perfect you know managing and controlling your vision well and it's, your it's controlling don't be fooled I mean it if you ask my husband like if one card falls out of line in the house it is chaos <laughs> so it is all about having everything under control and it is not always the case okay so, I want to come back to but that. I'd like to hear about the career progression because because I think that that is at least in, in most people's lives at some point there's going to be that out of balance or that 
disconnect with the expectations and you're either negotiating or reevaluating. Exactly. And I, I flat out asked my one of my bosses and about a promotion. It's like, honestly, I don't see you in the next three to four years. I mean, so for, it was kind of upsetting at that time, but at the same time, like, okay, you put the cards on the table, guess what? I'm going to focus on family. I'm going to start thinking about kid number two. I'm going to kind of not, I don't say, kind of go idle a bit. You know, I'm not going to go all paddle, you know, pressing forward. I'm just going to. But that goes back to the balance thing. So for the next three to four years, you focus on building your foundation, your career. Your, no one's taking your education away. No one's taking, right. you know, anything away. Your resume is not going to say, you know, do number of years, but worked a little bit less because you <laughs> took care of your kids. It's still going to say your number of years, what you did. I mean, right. if you look at profiles, some of top executives, a lot of them have kids. And they do it, and you just it. You have to kind of dampen out the years when they when they're in school more. You work it out, right? And and I'm okay with that. And and I think as long as if I can do that, and then push my help my husband move up. You know, I think as long as one of us is kind of going, so we're not both at kind of right. I don't say stuck, but in the same spot. So I'm okay. I'm okay taking that back seat a little bit and let him go do his thing. And I think at some point I'll have to slow down. I mean, this travel is not. It's not manageable. It's not. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, I want to stay in the same place, but I think there's a better spot for me. Um, Unfortunately, and, uh, so much, like, I find that the women that are in con- the private sector and consulting, they'll go part-time, and their part-time will end up being a normal four-year. Yeah, week, no, and then, yeah, It's like, what's the point? So it's, it's, it's yeah. really a struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 20-hour job that really takes, and that, yeah, it's no, so and not, and I don't want to go that route. I think I want to find something more internal that's no so, not so demanding with the travel, with, the, you know, kind of find a better fit no for... billable hours. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard one, billable hours, so... I can yeah. I give you a lot of credit. <laughs> so I, I forgot that other. Th- what was Point. the other um, before? So it was the I lost um, it completely. One of the things you was said was it chaos and something. Oh yeah, like that's control. it. That's what I want. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> when it falls apart, yeah. And and who do you? What do you need? Because the other thing that I'm thinking in the back of my mind is. You're all very good at this moment of, of knowing what you need mm-hmm. in order to make this work for you. So, yeah, when it's when it falls apart for me, it's it's bad. Like it gets really. I, I end up in therapy. Like I'm not even gonna lie. I will be in my therapist's office. I I actually haven't been to therapy since I went back to work. When I was on maternity leave, I was there every week. So I'm like I everything is out of control. She's crazy. The baby's crazy. Like, I don't know what to do. And, and like, my therapist kept saying, when you go back to work, you'll be you'll fine. You'll have the order. Yeah. And that is where, I mean, when it when it falls apart, I have to sit and, and think to myself, peel the layers back. What is it that bothered you? Because there was one thing that pushed the domino that set everything out of order that you have to go figure out what it is, resolve that internally, and figure out that nothing else really matters. But it takes a lot of, like, <laughs> a lot. there's a lot that goes on up here in and my again, head that's crazy. Thank you for saying it. Because but it, it's, it's scary. I, I will unravel, and I will have to figure out, and, and there's no unraveling when mom, there's, you know, mom has to keep it together. Yeah. So I find myself screaming, like, if I I don't like to go upstairs at night when I, I bring the kids up after dinner, like, I want my downstairs to be clean, everything to be put away, and, like, if it's not, I have to take a deep breath and say, Lauren, you'll come down and take 15 minutes to do the dishes, it's going to be okay. But it's, like, that big, it's going to be okay, just go spend those 15 minutes with your kids because you're not going to have it after they go to bed. And, and, again, I think that's such a great description of the reality, of the overwhelm, which it is, is... It happens you know, all, like, all the time. Because you know what it's like 
part of that that those triggers when things fall apart it's it, you could be at the office and it'll be like one more email one more call one more this one more this and then all of a sudden that starts taking you down to a rabbit hole yep. and it's that same thing like how do I not do the dishes right. do this get the downstairs clean before I take the kids up because you know that the more I commit to that one thing that feels unfinished right that you're not going to be able to do the things that really bring you the joy. 15 minutes of bedtime. Go for it. Ooh, so having a baby and going to work actually has made me stress less about those work emails and going down that rabbit hole because I'll just keep going over the same thing in my head, but when I come and I pick up my son or I come home and my son's home, you're immediately in mom mode and you forget everything that may have upset you at work. So that is what the best part about being a, uh, a working mom is being able to completely detach once you see your baby and you are there with them. Yeah. And what joy that you can do that. And so that work sometimes has a person, it has, it's, it's got its place in your life. And then I don't think, it's not like family comes second, but as you said, when you want to be joyful and passionate and celebrate your contribution to the world, you can put your family here so that so that that's not overwhelming and taking so much right. that it's unraveling you. I really think, like, for me, work is another one of my kids, so I think there are women that have four, five, six <laughs> kids. I'm like, I can't complain. I have two kids and, you know... A thirty-five-year-old kid and a career. <laughs> like, you know, there are people that do it that stay home. I think their jobs are a hundred times harder, because I find that when you work expands to fill the space you give it. When I only have so much time to do something, you got to get it done. So I really think that it's but harder that could be sometimes for to children stay too. home. Absolutely, it could be true. It's true for everything that it's. You know, there there was this old cliche a long, long time ago from Mothering Magazine about two precious children, you know, and there's this sense where your children become, you know, something disproportionate to what allows them to become independent and their own people, where when you have to say, mommy's got something really important to do, I love you and you've got this to your child, then they acquire all kinds of independent skills and responsibilities and freedom. Yeah, and they appreciate you. When when my kids hear the garage open, they are at the door and I hear my first words when I walk in the house are, mommy, like... It's like they've seen them for the first time. And even they get excited to say goodbye to me because it's almost the start of their day. They have things to do. That's they such have, a nice so way to look at it, it. It really does. I mean, for us, I'm very fortunate. I thank God every day for the good, you know, the care that we have. And it, it works for them. They're happy. I think they're probably better off. I would probably drive them crazy. Because <laughs> I would try and control them. And I would try and make them as if they were my, you know, part of my routine and and I don't think children I don't think that's a necessarily the best way to raise children I think they need to be free and they need to and that's what they get in school I don't think I could be a, a good enough mom to be you don't have home. to be everything all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think the biggest part is that they're happy they are so happy. you know as long as they're happy then then things are working I don't think they know any different I don't think they know in the class like whose mommy's home and whose mommy isn't I really okay. and at four years old my son now knows who everyone's moms are knows whose mom will come and help out at lunch I'm like I don't think he has any clue whose mom stays home and whose mom it doesn't. It is my opinion a thousand percent that that children know their reality, accept their reality, and, and love whatever reality mm-hmm. they are being raised in. But the question is, you know, have you ever missed 
an event, a school event, where it was like, there's a performance, there's a Shabbat, yeah. there's a something, and, and what will my... I mean, I people ask me this, and I think it's really okay. Just tell your child where they are. Tell them, you know, wish, find a way to be present, even though you're not physically present, right. um, and celebrate that moment. Have you ever missed something that I, I you have. felt guilty about? I mean, sometimes it's been elective because... I'm very fortunate that I have family here. And so he, my son will get excited to see a grandparent. He has no idea, oh, everyone has their mom here and I have a grandmother. He's like, no, I have a grandmother here. I, so I try not to put him in any situation where he has nobody because then I would feel awful. So there will be times where I'm like, oh, should I move this meeting? Or can I ask one of the grandparents if they want to go? And they're perfectly happy. And he has no clue that his mom's not there. And I'm, I get to keep that. You know, I try and pick my poison on what I'm going to, how I'm going to let my personal life impact work. So, but I'm lucky. Not everybody has that. So, yes, I'm sure there are times, and I'm sure it would eat me alive. So far, you're good. <laughs> no performances. I missed, I missed the Halloween parade. Uh, <laughs> and? My husband went and took pictures. And how'd that make you feel? I was so happy that he got to experience right. it. And the same thing with a grandparent. If my mom or dad or mother-in-law got to go and share that with them, then I will be excited to see them. To let and to let dad be not let, but but to to, to truly let yourself off the hook so right. that dad can be the star in that moment. You don't have to be present for everything without, right. and somebody else could be there to share that joy. It's really okay. And it, to me, it's like children know then this love is spread around. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like this panic, like if mom's not there, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I think it's good for them too because then they're like, they have to think about, oh, no, do I need to change a diaper while I'm here? Like, do I have it? You know, it, it forces them to be on their feet a little bit so they're not completely clueless when you when you run send them out in the world. Truly, truly. <laughs> um, do we want to go there? Yeah. <laughs> dads. Do dads need extra... Um, do you feel... And, Carol, I'll go to you first because you were on the met moms carrying the mental load of parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the question is, do you have to work harder to make sure dad knows what he needs to do, where he needs to be, how to cover you. Are you thinking for more than just yourself in the family? I think I used to, and I'm backing out from that a little bit and let him, especially if I have to travel. You know, my mom asked, like, did you leave food, right? I'm like, no, dad will figure out, you know. Perfect. Dad will figure something out, make a little sand. I don't know. You know, I can't be thinking about everything. Yeah. So. And and it's baby steps. I think, as you said before, Mm -hmm. it's just every time you give yourself the freedom to not do something, you realize somebody else will step up and help and maybe cover you so that Mm -hmm. you're not carrying this whole load. I think the key with that is just be okay with whatever they say. (laughs) Because then you're like, what did you say? What, yeah. What is he wearing? What is she wearing? That's the biggest thing. Is when he, and I'm like, what? That's not her clothes. Those aren't her clothes. You know, you have to be okay with it. But is she wearing clothes? Yes. That's all that matters. That's, I think that's the pick your battles. Exactly. Yeah. And it's and and just this idea that if if you don't want to, if you want help, knowing how to accept the help that's around right. for you, and and accept and accepting that help and being okay with it and just not judging it not controlling it and just going with it. I think that for me now when I'm moving to two kids and God willing you'll have the same, you just have to go with it. 
You just have to, like, you can't stress about the nap schedule. You can't, my daughter, she's going to nap when she's going to nap. And if she's not, you know, a completely a mess at night, it doesn't matter if she napped 30 minutes or two hours. So you just got to be okay with it. I just think you guys are out here being like this voice of inspiration that <laughs> we can do this as hard as it is, as much as there is to the juggle and the ups and downs over different amounts, over different yeah. periods in your life. Go As you said, going from one to two was really hard. That wasn't one of the other things. I mean, I've learned from one to two, there is a lot of planning that has to happen. There's no denying. You have to be organized. I One of my newer things that I started maybe about six to eight months ago was I do all my cooking for like three months at a time. What? So it's crazy. <laughs> so it, I, I had a deep freezer that I bought for my breast milk and as it started to empty out I'm like what am I going to do with this now? It's the engineering of the process control. What I have this freezer I'm not going to let it sit empty. I'm not going to unplug it. What am I going to do with it? I need to fill it. What am I going to fill it with? I'm not going to buy ice cream you know? So I said so I start I do this now I haven't cooked since August really but I basically go to it, dog. It, it, in case you're wondering, it's 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 October. <laughs> no, it's November. <laughs> I know. I, I really remarked myself on how far I made it. I actually did a little bit of cooking this past weekend. But what, what I you do, put in there? I so I go and buy meat by bulk, and I buy beefs, chickens, fish. Fish doesn't freeze as well. Certain fishes do, and I do and veggies, and I cook it all. I portion it all. I make a like a list of what everything is, how much it will feed. How long does that take you? It takes me one day. And it takes me, if I'm doing a whole freezer or I'm doing just the refrigerator, it takes me the exact same amount of time. I started to realize that to cook a meal or to cook 10 or to cook 40, it doesn't take that much more time. My jaw is on the floor, everyone. (laughs) I cannot imagine. So I do probably about 40 meals at a time because I literally, the time it takes to clean the pan, to cut all the onions. If I cut two onions or I cut six onions... It doesn't take that much more time. Wow. So that is one thing that I, I, I recently had to do. You. But it's kind of gross because, like, we're kind of sick of certain foods, you know. <laughs> like, my husband's like, are we eating this again? I'm like, this is what we made. I made six stir fries. So I try and cycle around to not realize, like, give him the same food over and over again. And I'll supplement with fresh veggies or, like, a starch or something. But that has made a huge difference in my life. Wow. Because I don't have to worry about my grocery shopping is simplified. You know what the options you just are. Get the first stuff that just you need. The milk, the and I thought I thought I was good doing it on the weekend. Well, that's how I started. <laughs> I did it that way for a long time. I did my Sunday cooking, and then I'm like, wait a second. You're losing a Sunday. I'm losing a Sunday, and I was stressing out about it. And it was like Sunday. I was. I felt like I was cleaning every Sunday. I don't want to clean every Sunday. I want to do things. So okay. So anyone else's tips for san- <laughs> for your sanity saving? So you're cooking on the weekends. Can you get back to me? sure? Uh, I put things on calendars, like the whole like scheduling. So we, if I have book club travel, we all you know we share a Google Calendar, and that's where things go. So we can check what do you have going on, what do we have this week. Uh, so cal- have calendarized events and things we have has helped us. Perfect. And what about meals? That's I did that before having my son. So the day before I had him, I cooked like a bunch of like crock pot, and I still have some on the freezer. So and I don't know if that's a great solution for us, um, but we usually try to take one day out of the week that we do like grill a bunch of chicken, make some jar salads. Or and so your husband's involved with you for the cooking prep? Oh yeah, he, he handles the grill, yeah. Okay, cool. My tips for keeping sanity is being proactive. When I think of something, I just do it. Because you never know if he's going to wake up early from a nap or something is going to change. For example? 
You mean just sort of like logistics, Anything like, like a load of laundry. Cleaned. Yeah, lawn. Exactly. Just start stuff. it. Just start it, and then things will keep moving forward. I'm I'm exhausted just listening to you guys. That one day is exhausting, and I but I only and I will only do it till you should try and like take the day off or try, mm. schedule when I have the day off so that it's the day before the people that clean my house come, so I don't um, have to clean the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So I have like it all down to a science. But it took me four years to figure out that this worked for us. But it's so. But also, just the idea if you have a thought to do something, like just don't procrastinate. Just no, the idea no of just it's you. Ju- so, but and you the don't- same thing for work too. So I will never just oh I'll get back to that email. No, in the same amount of time it'll take me to write it down. Just answer it. Okay. Just do it. Okay, let's do our wrap up. It's always the same, um, and it's and, and if you want to do a specific or a bigger picture, how have you got this for right here for right now? Working or what you know about taking care of your family, yourself, your your careers, whatever aspect, um, how have you got this? So I think different from Lauren that she has things very organized and flexible. Um, no, very organized. I have to be more on the flexible side, and we're kind of managed on a daily or weekly basis, like how the, what the things going to look like. So a lot of flexibility, um, a lot of relying on dad. You know, we don't have family. We don't have care you know anyone that we just have the school and us mm-hmm. so I mean we do have family they're just not nearby <laughs> right 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 so it's, it's just being flexible and working it out between the both of us love it Lauren Lauren C I got this you know it's a, we're learning how to get this we just breathe and there's two of us when it comes down to it so we get to shower at the end of every day. So <laughs> when in doubt, shower is my me time. <laughs> and you just seem so happy. I mean, that's it's really nice to see somebody feeling light about everything that you do in a day. Well, talking about it is making me feel, you know. Like, that's why therapy is wonderful. <laughs> you're like, yeah, now I'm unburdened. Okay, so yeah, for me, it's been a lot of self-reflection and finding self-acceptance and and who I am, how I'm doing it, why I'm doing it, what makes me feel good, and just being confident and saying, you know what, this may be my way, people may think I'm crazy, but I feel good about it, my kids are happy, they're thriving, and just go with it, and and, you know, just like, kind of just roll with the punches, but also have, know what you need to feel confident and secure in your environment. I love it. Thank you all so much. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. If you liked our podcast, please tell a friend. Or even better, write us a review at iTunes. We'd also like to invite you to join us on Facebook. That's with me, Karen Deerwester. And check out the parenting resources at FamilyTimeInc.com. You'll also find us on Twitter at at FamilyTimeInc and Instagram at Karen underscore FamilyTime. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this wonderful space. Thanks to Darren Littman for the great intro. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song Listen. We are listening. See you next week.